The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello, 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 hello to everyone. In the last week, I presented to you why for good decision-making, we need a complementary team. Because basically I said, there is no ideal executive who can make all the right decisions on what to do, how to do, by when, and why it should be done, who should do it, and be, never make a mistake. I mean, there is only one person that believe, that believers believe he will ne- never will make a mistake. It's a pope. You know, but guys, uh, if you are not a believer, Catholic believer, you will wonder about that too. So, who is perfect, you know? Who is perfect? There is a joke about it. A preacher in a church. Who know who is a perfect man? Have you ever known a perfect man? At the end of the hall, some guy raises his hand, an older man says, I know who is a perfect man. Oh, really? Who is a perfect man? My wife's late husband is a perfect man. Guys, sure he's a perfect person because he died. Our human mind, thanks God, forgets bad things. That's why we call it nostalgia. You know, nostalgia. You remember the good old times. If you really went back to these good old times, they were not that good. But we forgot the bad part. We remember the good part. Even people after a painful divorce start saying, you know, she was not that bad. What happened? <laughs> they forgot the bad ones they had. They remember only the good part. Being alive means having good and bad is something bad. It's not perfect. That's what life is about. A living thing has Positive and negative things. And the goal is to have more positive than negative. I mean, it's like the moon. I call it the moon. You have the bright side, and there is the other side, which is the dark side. And what you see depends from which angle you come. 
If you approach a person from the dark side, you're going to get the dark part. If you approach it from the bright side, you're going to get the bright reaction. Tell me how you approach me, and I'm telling you how I'm going to react to you, okay? But we all have the bright and the dark side. In every saint, there is a little bit of a devil, you know? Oh, boy. So since the ideal, perfect executive, parent, child, whatever, does not exist, because we are all subject to change, as the conditions change, our weaknesses will come to the surface, what we need is a complementary team, like a marriage. A marriage is a complementary team. And once the prime minister of a certain country in Europe told me, you Americans are very smart. So what do you mean? Well, you have the Republicans and you have the Democrats. The Republicans in power build the economy, but they make the rich richer and the poor poorer. Then they come the Democrats and equal their field a little bit. But then they come the Democrats, you know, if they only equal it, it doesn't grow. The, the Republicans make it grow and the Democrats make it more equal. So you kind of a complementary team. Huh? How interesting, huh? You need the liberals who push the envelope, and you need the conservatives who put it together, so to be sure it doesn't fall apart. We need complementarity. It's called duality. There must be duality that works together, like our hand. And I told you about this analogy of the hand. Look at your hand. Five different fingers working as a hand. But there's something very interesting. Anytime you have a complementary team, what's going to happen? Because they are different, there's going to be conflict. There is going to be conflict. And this conflict can be destructive. It destroyed countries. It destroyed what's called what Professor Huntington called it the clash of the cultures that today we don't, but you see, he was talking about cultures and I'm talking about styles. We are not, it's not a, as much of a religious fight as it is a fight today of different cultures, the Muslim culture versus the Judeo-Christian culture, Western culture versus Eastern culture. And you know, if you, if you put P-A-E-I to it, the roles, the code, you can see that it is a fight of the E's and the A's. And it did not, by the way, you know that? It did not start now. All these terrorists, the, the, the struggle between us and the Muslims, etc. No, 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 no. It's another manifestation of the same phenomenon. Look at the First World War. Who was fighting whom? Look at the Second World War. Germans. Japanese. I don't know what the Italians were doing there. That is, they're a strange cat here. But look at it, it's the A's. Japanese, very A-oriented. Look at the, the Germans, very A-oriented. It was the A's against the E's. Fascism against democracy. Do you see that? It is a fight between those that believe in diversity against those that don't believe in diversity. And it's continuing now. 
the radicals, and by the way, the radicals are not only Muslims, radical Muslims, radical Christians, radical Jews, don't believe in diversity. They want sameness. Versus those modern, you might call them, that believe in diversity. And that is what the struggle is about. It's A's against E's, ladies and gentlemen. And it's been going on for thousands of years. It is a fight between Sparta and Athens. It's nothing new, by the way. Nothing new. What is new is that now the tools of the fight are becoming more dangerous. And the tools are nuclear devices. In the past, it was knives, arrows, spears. Today, it is, oh my God, nuclear devices, warheads, unconventional, non-conventional weapons. That's why the danger is much bigger. But it's a, in the history of mankind, the same fight. <sighs> so now we have a problem. Not the problem. We need a complementary team. We need complementary cultures. We need diversity. Because without diversity, there is no growth. Look how impotent is a desert. Nothing grows there. Why? Sameness. And look how incredibly fruitful lush is a jungle. Diversity. Cross-pollination. So we need diversity to be healthy. We need diversity to be healthy because only one role when it's performed, there will be a disease. You need all the four, and they're incompatible. Thus, diversity is necessary. Look, look at what happened to Spain. Was at the pinnacle of its success that they kicked all the Jews out. Whom did they kick out during the Inquisition, 15th century? They kicked the E's out. And what happened? All A's. What happened to Spain thereafter? Till today, Spain is suffering from lack of E. One big bureaucracy. Aristocratic behavior. Look how what happened to Germany, by the way. After the Holocaust. They got all the E's out. Peter Drucker's interesting in his, one of his books, I forgot which one, he tells us why he believes Ford company, the car company got into trouble for many, many years, was not performing very well, really getting into trouble. He says it is what caused, caused it is that, I don't know when it was, how many years ago, they wanted to create the most incredible car and just win the market hands down. And they put all the best engineers, the most creative people in the company on that team to build that car. That car was called the Etzel, which one of the biggest disasters in the history of automobile industry. 
They created the Edsel. It failed miserably. And they fired all these most creative engineers and people that did the company. And what happened to Ford thereafter? It got stymied. It lost its innovation. So you see what's happening? We need diversity. We need diversity. But if you have only creative people too much E, that's not good either. You need the complementarity. So that's why I told Israel, and I was consulting to the Prime Minister of Israel, Deputy Prime Minister of Israel, said we should stop with this trying to be a, 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 a textile country for textile to be industrious. We are not strong at that. We should create, have the ideas, and then let other people do the work. Just imagine the ideas come from Israel. The manufacturing is in China. The money is in the stock market in the United States. And the administrators are from Germany. Aha! Uh -huh. That will make us an empire. And that's what happened to Israel. You know what happened to Israel? When the internet was discovered, they can do this global business. And all at once they're capitalizing on the E, hiring the A's and the P's outside of Israel. Build a complementary, and the globe is your market. Build a complementary team, complementary organization. Diversity is the secret of success. However, diversity brings conflicts, intolerance. We are different. We don't get along. We don't understand each other. In the Middle East, there is something called Hamsa. It's an ornament of five fingers together. And women carry it on their neck as an ornament, or people put it at the entrance to the house, or on the wall in the kitchen. It is a blessing. Five fingers together. And in the Middle East, when they curse somebody, they open the hand, and they distance the fingers from each other, and put it in his face. That's called a curse. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are listening to this broadcast, the difference between a curse and a blessing is only two inches long. Are we different and together? Or are we different and not together? That's the difference between a blessing and a disaster. Whether we are talking about a country, whether we are talking about a business, whether we are talking about a marriage, whether we are talking what's happening between your ears. Because you within you, there is more than one you. You have part of your brain where you do the e-work, which is usually at the right side of your brain. And where you do the A-work and the P-work is the left side of your brain. And they are very often in conflict. That's why you don't know what to do. Your liberal and your conservative parts of your brain are fighting each other. You need to be together there too. How to be together? After the break.
whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about TopLeaf, visit www.adesis.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. So diversity could be a curse, and diversity can be a blessing. How do we make it a blessing and not a curse? Basically, you know, telling you is how to make your marriage successful. Because you married somebody who is different. You fell in love with your differences, with your weaknesses that the other person exhibits as a strength. Why the diversity in America is a blessing and the diversity in Yugoslavia was a disaster. It broke the country apart, absolute disaster. People died left and right in the atrocious wars. I was wondering, why Switzerland, it works? Because in Switzerland, you have all the components to make it a disaster. Can you imagine a worse situation than French, Italian, and Germans together? My God, they've been at each other throughout every world war. 
They don't necessarily like each other. Their styles are totally different. And look at Switzerland. Not doing badly. And look at Yugoslavia. The country does not exist anymore. It fell apart. They fought in Bosnia. They killed each other. I mean, atrocious war. The country fell apart now. There are seven different countries now. Why Yugoslavia was not Switzerland? And why Switzerland was not a Balkan? You know, when everything falls apart. What is the difference? Why in one marriage, the differences, one fight makes them get closer. They love each other even more. Sex is even better that night. They really get bonded better. They love each other even more, not in spite of the fight, but because of the fight. And in another marriage, the same fight on the same subject. And they've had it. They're heading for the divorce court. One of them becomes Yugoslavia, the other one becomes Switzerland. What is the difference? Why one hand is a Hamsa, five different fingers together, and another hand is a curse, five different fingers spread from each other as far as they can get together uh, from each other. What's going on? Then I got the insight. Oh my God, why is Japan successful? Japan has nothing to show off in terms of resources. They don't have gold, they don't have platinum, they don't have uh, oil, they have nothing. Rice pads, I mean nothing. And Japan is one of the mem member of the G7, one of the top seven economies of the world. What's going on here? Why Japan? Why not South Africa? South Africa has gold and platinum and diamonds and oil, you name it, everything you can dream about. And what is South Africa on the map? What's going on here? Why? Why is Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia not Switzerland? Why is Switzerland not the Balkan in terms of behavior? Why is Japan successful and South Africa is not? Why is Angola not successful? Do you know that Angola has arable land the size of France? Arable land has diamonds, has <laughs> all the resources a country can dream for. Where is Angola on the map of the globe? And why is America successful, by the way? Look at Latin America. Brazil is, a, Brazil is the size of America, of the United States. Still, the United States is more successful. Brazil does not have much less uh, mineral resources than the United States. So what is the difference? What is the difference? Okay, ready? Here is the difference. Here is the difference. Oh, let's start from the beginning. In order to manage to solve problems caused by change, you need to decide and you need to implement. In order to make a decision, 
You need the four roles, P, A, E, I, to be performed. So the organization is effective and efficient in the short and the long run. And a single individual that can perform and excel in all the four roles, in every situation forever, does not exist. So what we need is a complementary team. This complementary team can be destructive or constructive. What will make it constructive? What will make it constructive is, is there mutual respect? What does respect mean, guys? Respect is not that you speak softly, look the other guy in the eyes, nod your head, hum, hum, please, please. This is artificial. No, no, no. That's not, for me, it's not respect. I was looking for years, what does it really mean? And I discovered it with Immanuel Kant, the philosopher. He says, respect is when you recognize the sovereignty, which means undeniable right, sovereignty of the other person to think differently. That's it, guys. That's it. We are different. Do you have the right, undeniable right to be different? That is a question. That is a question. Or am I denying you the right to think differently? By the way, do you realize that mutual respect is a base of democracy? That everyone has a freedom to think differently and to express that thought. Freedom of thought, freedom of dissension. The day there is no freedom of dissension, of thinking differently, which means there is no mutual respect as defined by Immanuel Kant, democracy is dead. We need mutual respect in order to make the potential conflict of diversity become constructive. Because when there is mutual respect, what happens? We learn from each other's differences. You think differently from me. I think differently from you. What can I learn from your differences? What can you learn from my differences? In other words, I'm open-minded. I'm willing to be taught. I'm willing to learn. Let me give you a joke so you will remember this because I think jokes, people don't remember my lectures very well, but they remember my jokes. So here's a joke. It's a little bit... Vulgar, but not too bad, okay? Not too bad. Only one word is a bad word. There was a father psychologist who had two children, two sons, and they were very different. One was an absolute optimist. Everything is wonderful. Life is wonderful. No problem. Whatever. You know, very Polyanish. Very, very unrealistic. Positive. Too much. The other kid was total pessimist. Everything is terrible. Life is terrible. Disaster, you know, I cannot take it anymore. So the father decided to give them an experiential 
style enrichment, to put them in a certain experiences to improve their style, to make them a little bit more balanced. And he took the pessimist kid, put him in a room full with all the toys a kid of his age can dream about to show him that life is not so bad, it can be quite enjoyable. And he took the optimist kid and put him in a room, and here is a vulgar world, world, full with horseshit up to his ankles, to show him that, you know, life is also a lot of shit, you know, it's not so, so easy. There are a lot of problems in life, so come on down and uh, take life as it is. After a few hours, he went to see what happened with his kids and their experience. And the pessimist kid is sitting in the middle of the room, crying his heart out. Life is a disaster. So many toys. I cannot choose which. <coughs> I cannot choose which toy to play with. Oh my God! Why did you put me in this miserable situation? I am in pain. I am depressed. I cannot choose what to play with. He goes to the optimist kid. And he's shoveling horseshit around, singing, whistling, happy like a clam. She says, with so much horseshit, why are you so happy? And the kid says, with so much horseshit, there must be a pony around. That's it, guys. That is how you approach mutual respect. When the other person disagrees with you and gives you a lot of shit, don't pay attention to the shit. Get your ego out of the way. Look for the pony. Why are they disagreeing with you? What is it that they are thinking you can learn from? What is there you do not see that they see? By the way, you don't have to agree with them, but you have to learn. After you learn, you might say, I disagree with your judgment. That's fine. But respect is that you're willing to learn. Respect is that you're willing to listen. And then you make your own judgment. We agree to disagree. That's fine. And by the way, people, when you hear them, they don't feel offended. So we disagree. We disagree. Thank you very much. At least you heard my opinion. What they feel disrespected is when you're not even willing to learn what they have to say. You don't want to hear it. By avoiding the shit, you're avoiding the pony. You don't learn anything. You're set in your own thought and you want to hear nothing which is different from what you're thinking. That's lack of respect. So, if there is mutual respect, which means willingness to learn from people that are different, now what is created is a learning environment. And we learn from each other's differences. As a result of which you get synergy. Two plus two, three is not five. Two plus three is six. The interaction creates a new value, a new learning that could did not exist until the two interacted with their disagreements. So the first condition for making the conflict, which is stems from diversity, to make it constructive, is to have a culture, a climate, a relationship of mutual respect, which means willingness to learn from differences, respecting differences, 
recognizing the sovereignty of the other person to think different from whom you learn. Not necessarily agree, but learn. What happens now on the other side, in the implementation? What happens with implementation? We need to implement the decision too, right? That is also one of the sources of conflict. And that also can be destructive. What it is after the break. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. What happens with implementation? In subsequent broadcasts, I'm going to go quite deep about implementation. Uh, that's uh, at least one to two hours presentation, how to make things actually happen, how to implement decisions, because you see, implementation is extremely important. Making a, the best decision that you don't implement is useless. Even a billion dollars times zero is zero. It's better to have a mediocre strategy that you implement 
then having an outstanding strategy, you don't implement. So execution is critical for good management. By the way, for managing your life, for losing weight, for exercising, for living longer, for living healthy life, execution is a secret here. Decisions are ten a dime. If you don't execute them, they're worth nothing. So we're going to have a special session about execution, about implementation. Right now, to be able to close this presentation to you, uh, I'm going to give you the bottom line, what makes execution, what makes implementation possible. And I'll make it short by giving you a joke, by presenting to you a joke. And it is a joke. A chicken and a pig were very good friends for a very long time. We're getting along very well. One day the chicken came to the pig and said, I have an incredible idea how to make money together. There is a window of opportunity that with a good timing, you and me with our complementary capabilities, if we implement them, put them to use, we can make a bundle of money. By the way, look at the language I'm using here. It's a strategic planning language, you know, window of opportunity, complementary capabilities, uh, uh, correct timing, wonderful. The decision was very good, by the way, very good decision. And the pig said, oh, I'm very excited. I would like to know what that idea is, please. What is the idea? Come on. And the chicken said, I think there is an opportunity in the marketplace for us to open a restaurant to serve the American breakfast of ham and eggs. And the pig said, wait, 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 wait a minute. What is merely a contribution for you is a total sacrifice for me. I don't think it's such a good idea. Right there, you heard what they said? I need your cooperation to execute a certain decision. But is there a self-interest for you to cooperate? What makes implementation possible is commonality of interest of all the ingredients necessary for successful execution. You know, in personal life, why don't we execute, implement certain decisions? We decided to stop smoking. How come we're having difficulty? Or to lose weight. How come we're having difficulty? Or to exercise. Or like Bob Hutchins said, anytime I feel the urge to exercise, I lie down till the urge passes. What's going on here? Why don't we do the right things? It's a good decision. It's a right decision. We don't do it. There's a problem with implementation. Why? Conflict of interest. That's why. Internal multiple agendas. I have a conflict between my brain and my taste buds. I think it's about six inches from each other. I look at the cake. My brain says, don't eat it. Don't touch it. Six seconds on your lips, lifetime on your hips. Don't touch that cake. And what are my taste buds doing? Oh, my God. My saliva is starting to move. My taste buds are driving me nuts. I have a conflict between my taste buds and my brain. Six inches from each other. There is a conflict of interests. What is the conflict in decision-making is of styles. 
The P looks at the now, the E looks at tomorrow, the A looks at the past. There is a conflict within them, how they look at the world, how they make decisions, the speed they make decisions, what they focus on. In the implementation, there is a conflict of interests. Management may decide what's good for the company. Unions are worried. They don't like it. They have a different interest. And the technocrats, those guys on the computers, the R&D and the engineers, have a different interest altogether. Professional interest. If you look at the company, it's a pomegranate of interest. A lot of interests. Different interests. That creates a lot of conflict too. So what's happening here? The way to make conflict of styles, diversity, constructive, we need mutual respect. And in order to make conflict of interests constructive, we need something else. What do we need? What do we say in English? Life and change is life. Change equals life. And what is life? Successful life is give and take. Give and take. <coughs> Why do you say in English give and take? Why don't you say take and give? Well, just a you know, grammatical exchange. By the way, some languages don't say life is taking give and take. They say take and give. Turkish, take and give. Arabic, take and give. Modern Greek, take and give. Serbian, take as much as you can. What's going on? When you say give and take, there is trust. When there is a conflict of interest, say give and take, you know, come on, give and take. But when you do give and take, what's going on here? Trust. I give. And eventually, you know, we'll take it, we'll come back. It's like good friends. I take you to dinner. I pay for it. You know, we're not going to go Dutch and share the bill. I pay. I invite you. You're in my territory, as they say. But next time, what's going to happen? What I expect to happen? You're going to invite me. You're going to invite me to dinner. There is an exchange. So in the long run, in the short run, there is a conflict of interest. I took you to dinner. I paid for it. I lost, you won. You won a free meal. Down the road, you're going to take me. Now you're going to lose, I'm going to win. So in the long run, there is common interest. Not in the short run, in the long run. It will balance. It will get synchronized. If there is trust. If there is no trust, you take and then you give because you don't trust what's happening. The conflict of interest is destructive. So what does differences in style and in interest cause? Destruction or a blessing? Is it constructive or destructive? It depends on is there mutual trust and respect or not? And please pay attention, the trust is ahead of respect. Because if I don't trust you, 
I'm not going to listen to your differences of opinion because I don't trust you. You have a hidden agenda. So I need to trust you first. Then I have to respect you. I learn from you. And if there is mutual trust and respect, our differences are constructive. We can build an empire. If there is no trust and no respect, what's happening? All our energy is going into fighting. And we are getting exhausted. So when the client comes tomorrow, we have no energy for you. Why? Because we lost all our energy or our internal fighting. Success is a function of a very simple formula. External integration divided by internal disintegration. What is external integration? <coughs> How we fit in the world in which we exist. We don't live in a vacuum. For a person, it's called career planning. How do I plan my career? How do I become part of the world in which I operate successfully? And what is, for a business, external integration called? Called marketing. How do you match the market? How do you fit in the market? How do you compete successfully? And for a country, it's called economic policy or industrial policy of a country, what we emphasize, what we export, what we import, what we subsidize, what we don't subsidize. And what is internal disintegration? All the internal fighting, rumors, distrust, backstabbing, conflict of interest, that stymie an organization. Why do they stymie? Because we know from physics that at any point in time, point in time, energy is fixed. Energy is fixed. Talk to any physicist, he will tell you, energy is fixed. And what I discovered is that that fixed energy is predictably allocated. It goes first to deal with internal disintegration. Any surplus, if any left, goes to external integration. So if we are fighting a lot internally, we have no energy to fight externally. We will fail. Competition will eat our lunch. But if we are united internally, all the energy is freed to fight externally. That would make Japan strong because they are internally integrated. Strength is from the inside. Strength comes from the inside. How to do that? How to build mutual trust and respect in a company? Because this integration is a function of mutual trust and respect. How to build that how to build that integration? How to build mutual trust and respect after the break. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. The Adesis Speakers Bureau can present the Adesis methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two- four- or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. 
For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Adesis Management Methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. Adesis Management Methodology is delivered by the Adesis Institute with offices worldwide. Introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the Adesis Institute today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. What makes a system successful and a system is not how much you have, but what you are. Look at Japan, has no gold, no oil, no diamonds, no mines. What does it have? But it's very successful used to be up and down, by and large, successful. Look at Switzerland. What does Switzerland have, please? Snow and cuckoo clocks. Cuckoo, 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 nothing. They don't have anything. Switzerland is not doing badly, is it? What is Switzerland strong in? Pharmaceutical industry? and the financial, in the banking industry. Would you buy from a pharmaceutical company for which you have no respect? Absolutely not. Would you invest in a bank? Would you keep your assets in a bank you don't trust? Absolutely not. What is Switzerland strong in? In a culture of mutual trust and respect. Germans, French, Italian cultures living together in peace. You go to a German canton, you speak German. You go to a French canton, you speak French. Tremendous mutual trust and respect. That what kept Switzerland together successful. And what happened in Yugoslavia? A disaster. No respect for each other culture and no trust in each other culture. The Croats claiming that the Serbs are exploiting them, and the Slovenians would rather be part of Europe than to be part of the Balkan. And the Montenegrins claim they're not Serbs. I mean, it, it's a Balkan. It's a mess. No respect and no trust. The result of which you had 
continuous Balkan wars for hundreds of years. Can't live together at peace. No mutual respect and trust. No trust and respect. And by the same token, there is going to be no peace in the Middle East. You can exchange land till you are blue in your face. You can do mutual businesses. You can do treaties not to shoot each other. It's not going to work. Until there is mutual trust and respect between the Palestinians and the Jews. So trust building efforts, projects, are necessary as a first step. And then respect for each other's culture and religion, which does not exist. Muslims calling the Jews pigs, the pigs calling the Muslims or the Palestinians barbarians, whatever have you, there is no respect and there is no trust. The Israelis, after the Holocaust and 2,000 years of persecution, live in fear and the Palestinians live in fear that they will always be pushed further and further into the desert never getting their land back. So the whole thing, there is no trust, there is no respect. Thus, there's going to be no peace, no matter what we do. Oh, what do we need then? What makes a successful system is not what you have, because what you have is not necessarily sustainable. What makes a system successful, it is its culture. Something is true for a person. What makes you as a successful person is not what you have. Some poor people make it to the top of the organization. And some kids born with a silver spoon or a gold spoon in their mouth end up on drug addicts, not successful, waste, gone. What is the difference? In the case of an individual, it's called self-respect and self-trust. It's called self-esteem. In the case of a country, it's called a culture of mutual trust and respect. Tolerance for differences. That's what made America so successful. The sky is the limit. There is no discrimination, at least not on paper. Separation of religion and state. <coughs> All of you come in, make us grow and benefit from it. American culture of fair play. And you go to other countries, unless you're part of, unless you're part of the elite, or a certain family, or a certain aristocracy, you have no chance. Those countries are doomed. They cannot succeed until they create the culture of mutual trust and respect. Same thing for a marriage. Which marriage will eventually dissolve? This one, by the way, doesn't have to dissolve legally. They can be divorced living together, still married, but they're still divorced in behavior. They hardly can stand each other, but they're not divorced for the children, which is a big mistake. 
being truly married, there must be mutual trust and respect. The moment the trust is broken, the moment there is no respect, you're on your way south in your marriage. What caused the women liberation is an insufficient respect for what the women can contribute. Women are much smarter and better and more capable. Women are not, which is a lot of bull. What they're fighting for is for respect. And we are living in a world when trust is now under danger. Whom can you trust? Whom can you trust? And by the way, when there is an inflation, you cannot trust money anymore. You're scared. There is a threat today to the money system. That's why people want to go to the gold standard because they trust gold more than they trust paper money, which is being printed to no end by governments that are strapped for cash. They're destroying the trust in money. Although it says on the dollar, in God we trust, the problem is, do we trust the government? God we trust, but we don't trust the government. When there is no trust, what happens? People don't want to take money. You know that around the world today, 2012, used to, people used to aim for dollars. Oh, if you want to pay them in dollars abroad, they were very happy. Now that they travel around the world a lot, I try to offer dollars. They don't want dollars. How strange, eh? They don't want dollars. Does it show that we are becoming stronger or weaker? Weaker. As a country. When there is no trust, we are in trouble and the trust is going down. By the way, there is a reason why. Change. The higher is the rate of change, the trust is in danger. We'll talk about it at the next break. So what we need to create, nurture, protect, and build the culture of mutual trust and respect to make the organization healthy. How to do that? Next week. Wish you well. Have a nice week in front of you. Thank you very much. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.